Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Caring Connected Conversations. But this is Angie chatting at you, just in case you guys are wondering who is starting off this week's podcast. Well, it is I, it is me, the wonderful fitness wellness expert angie <laughs> Love hey, it. obviously we're, we're coming for a good intro for sid here <laughs> so if you guys have not caught on to our new format where we do a check-in with myself and then we do a check-in with sydney now we kind of change the roles around and we're doing an expert uh chat with angie that was my episode last week and now we're doing expert chat with sydney this week. And damn, I am so excited about this because I already have so many things I want to say about it myself, but never mind coming from Sydney, the expert. OMG. This girl knows everything all about your spiritual wellness journey. She knows everything about connecting on a deeper level. She knows you how to get from that stuck feeling to an empowered new version of you. And this is exactly why Sid's going to be sharing why people pleasing is bad. Welcome to Caring Connected Conversations. I'm Sydney, a spiritual mentor who guides and supports you to live in alignment by finding and owning your power. I'm Angie, a fitness and life coach, teaching you to love yourself unconditionally by staying accountable to your goals in fitness, food, life, and love. Sid and I are real-life BFFs and biz partners. Our deepest desire is to see you succeed in life by being willing and vulnerable to step out of your comfort zone. We're constantly learning from each other while also providing support through every breakdown and every breakthrough. Not every conversation is easy. It's the difficult ones that lead you to create deeper connections in your life. We want to inspire and empower you to love your life. So get ready for conversations filled with laughter, tears, and everything in between. Let's get connecting. We are obviously going to check in with Sid, see how this wonderful expert is doing today. Sid, how you doing, my friend? Hello, I'm doing so good. I love your intro. So empowering to hear those words and to know them, right? I think that's one of the most empowering things. It's not just when someone's giving you a compliment, but like when you feel into that energy and you know those things about yourself, which we've kind of been taught that like, that's really selfish and it's egotistical to like think highly of yourself. I'm here to quash that, squash that. Quap. No, it's quap. It's a thing. It's a quap. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, yes, we're talking about people pleasing today and why it's a bad attribute. So, yeah, I'm just excited to dive into this topic. Like, same, same, same. Okay. So, before we even dive into this, like, I have had, well, we've all had our own trauma or our own experience with this I definitely is I am definitely someone that's coming from a place where I put somebody in particular on a pedestal for way too long so can we just at least start off with why that's bad to put somebody on a pedestal or why that's bad to make sure you're going above and beyond for somebody else because I think that's how most people would understand that term people pleasing and then of course feel free to get a little bit deeper on why it's bad yeah, definitely. I think people pleasing can be seen in in a few different ways. And I think we can it, 
explain it or understand it and, and experience it in different ways in our own journeys, depending on who we are and how we got to that space. So the concept of putting someone on a pedestal and seeing how that triggers a people pleasing tendency is what you're saying when you put someone on a pedestal is you're saying they're great. They're almighty. They are so much better than me. And then when you fall into a people pleasing tendency, what you're saying is because they're so great and they're so amazing and they're better than me, I need their approval to then see how I could also maybe be great one day. Right? So I think that's one main way that we experience people pleasing is that need for approval and validation from somebody who we think is better than us, who we believe is better than us. Another way that we see this people pleasing tendency show up, uh, whether we put someone on a pedestal or not, it's the, the concept of their needs are more important than mine. And I need to make sure that they're happy, especially if that person that you've put on a pedestal maybe has anger issues, or they get stressed out really easily, and you really feel their worry or just their their harsh emotions, those low vibrational emotions that are like anger, worry, stress, fear, that feel heavier. If you're an empath, you take on that energy and you feel that energy from this person that you put on a pedestal. And so that people-pleasing tendency is I need to make sure that they don't get angry. I need to make sure that they don't experience stress. I need to make sure that they're happy and taken care of because then I don't feel their anger or I'm not the the butt of their stress and their frustration, right? Instead, I'm the one that helped them reach happiness. So that's another way that we can kind of experience uh, those people-pleasing tendencies show up. I think the last way is in that caretaker role is uh, a lot of us really feel this strong desire to care for the people around us, to make sure that they are happy and they're enjoying life, not necessarily because we've been at the end of their anger or their stress or their frustration, but really just because we have the heart of somebody who wants to care for the people around them. We have this good natured heart. We're full of compassion and kindness. And that can lead into people pleasing tendencies because we tend to feel validated when somebody says, oh, you're such a kind person or, oh, wow, you take such great care of everyone. It makes us feel good when we're seen on the action of taking care of others. So we really identify as people pleasers, which affects the way that we view ourselves. I love this explanation. Now, you really talked about this idea of, why we place them on on the pedestal or why we think that they're just greater of us greater than us is the need for that approval or that validation from them so if that's something that we're seeking from somebody else what would you say like the first thing that someone that's learning about their own people pleasing can do to create that own validation and approval for themselves 
Yeah, I, th- I think that that is where it comes from, is that that need for approval and that need for validation is that you don't know how to give it to yourself and you don't know how to receive it either. Often people pleasers will receive a compliment from someone and then they don't feel comfortable in receiving that compliment. So they immediately put it back on the other person and they return that compliment or they'll receive a compliment and not feel worthy of it. So they'll point out 10 things that are bad about them, right? And really what that comes down to is that you don't feel worthy and you you have this fear of not being enough or you feel like you're not enough. So turning it around and learning how to give yourself approval and how to create internal validation rather than external validation. So just as the words kind of say, it's creating validation for yourself internally rather than waiting for somebody outside of you to validate you. It's a process and it's a process because what you're needing to do is learn the root of your fear to learn the root of this behavior. Why are you people pleasing? And if it is coming from that feeling of being unworthy or that feeling of not being enough, where are those feelings rooted in? What kind of pain did you experience emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually in your past? Or is it something that somebody taught you, right? We aren't born to doubt ourselves. We aren't born with insecurities. We are taught to doubt ourselves. We are taught to be insecure. And that's really where that people-pleasing tendency is rooted in is we doubt ourselves and we are insecure. So learning how to give yourself approval and validate yourself is learning to overcome the self-doubt and insecurities that you carry. Absolutely. And it sounds like if we're looking for, you know, a quick way right off the bat, like what's one thing that we can do? I feel like you kind of touched on it. I'd love to know a little bit more, but it's this idea of Cause I've definitely been there. You know, when somebody compliments you like, Oh my gosh, I love your dress. Like, Oh, this old thing. Well, you know, I got it like 10 years ago. It's not super nice. Like it's, it, I just, I just decided to wear it today. Right. So rather than taking that compliment, the way that I just expressed, there could be something as simple as just saying, thank you. Thank you so much. Right. And keeping yeah. it cut and dry. So is there something else that can be as simple as a, a, like a little change like that in how we respond. Yeah. I think it also comes down to your self-talk. Like what are the words that you speak to yourself in your mind or even out loud on a daily basis? If you're constantly putting yourself down, berating yourself or judging yourself, criticizing yourself, shaming yourself, guilt tripping yourself, pointing out all the things that you've done wrong or did wrong or are doing wrong. You are creating a very harsh atmosphere to live in. So then those people's pleasing tendencies become stronger because you feel so bad internally that you're just going to help other people help other people because you have this expectation that they will give me love. They will give me a compliment. They will appreciate what I do for them. But you can never receive that appreciation fully because your self-talk is so negative and you're constantly putting yourself down that you truly believe you're not worthy to receive that appreciation. So 
It's hard. It's hard to change your self-talk. And the only way to go about it is to start, is to start trying to do something different. Start complimenting yourself on something that you do well. Start complimenting yourself on things that you enjoy about yourself, right? We don't need to always point out the things that we're bad at. We need to start learning to point out the things that we're good at and to start loving ourselves more. And the more that we give ourselves love and we talk to ourselves with kind, compassionate words that we so easily give to other people, when we turn it around and give it to ourselves, we start feeling more worthy and we start feeling enough for ourselves. And that really changes the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, self-talk is definitely huge. So then- Would you say that there is some sort of generalization that we can say is if you are somebody with low confidence, low self-esteem, that you are more likely to people please than someone that has higher confidence? Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of us, and I think I said this a couple of weeks ago on the episode that was my check-in episode, a lot of us grew up hearing the words, good girl, good boy. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what it does is it places an emphasis on being good because of an action that we've done. And, you know, as we grow up and to become adults, Again, it's not a space to look back on the way that we are brought up and criticize receiving those words, good girl, good boy. What it is, is a place to say, how did receiving those words impact how I ended up choosing to live my life? And am I living from a supportive way internally or am I searching for the approval of good girl, good boy from something outside of me. And we start to learn how to give ourselves that sense of approval rather than searching for it from some outside source. So I can't remember exactly what you asked, but does that answer it? No, it it absolutely does. The the answer is yes. If you are somebody that has low self-esteem or that isn't confident with themselves, then chances are, 99.99999% of the time that you are a people pleaser. And I I think that's important just for people to kind of hear it from that perspective as well, because there might be people thinking like, I'm not a people pleaser. I just like to do good things for other people, right? Because I've met a lot of people in my lifetime that they just, they love helping people. And don't get me wrong, I do too. But at what cost is my confidence lowered? Is my self-esteem lower that I feel the need to have to go above and beyond for this other individual that maybe isn't as important in my life or maybe is of, of huge importance in my life, right? Like it's understanding that you don't need to go above and beyond in order to compensate what you're lacking. Exactly. And I think all of us that would consider ourselves having those people pleasing tendencies would see ourselves in that position of saying like, oh, no, like, it's not a bad thing. Like, I like it. Like, it's good. It's like, you know, I like helping people Mm -hmm. and all of that. And that's really because we grew up in a society that wants more people pleasers, because with more people pleasers, what we end up doing is we we give our power away and we say that the other person is more powerful than us. So the people that are in power will that like, they want you to continue to be a people pleaser because they want you to continue to put them first because it makes them feel more powerful. And so if you're in a position where you're saying, no, I like doing this. I like helping people. You might not be ready 
to create a change. You probably are not ready to start doing the healing work of shifting your belief system because you still fully believe that it is a good quality. And, and that's okay if that's what you believe, you know, continue on that journey. Um, you're not at the position where, like I said, you're ready to make a change. But for a lot of us, we are at the position where we're ready to make a change when we start to become bitter. We start to become bitter because we're not receiving the appreciation that we once were. We're expecting that appreciation and approval, uh, but we're not receiving it. And then we're having to go over and above and we're starting to become exhausted. And we start to feel like we're losing ourselves. We don't really know who we are because we're constantly showing up for the people around us. And if you're in that position, where you feel that way, you are ready to start doing the healing work. You're ready to start uh, healing your identity around what it means to be a people pleaser. Because ultimately, when we are people pleasers, what you're doing is you're prioritizing somebody else's values. You're prioritizing somebody else's belief system, and you're prioritizing somebody else's desires over your own. And that's when you start to lose yourself because as a people pleaser, you want to show up as the person that they want you to be rather than being your true authentic self. Absolutely. And I'm a huge person for saying like, I've been there (laughs) because I was in a position where I was in a relationship and I 100% lost myself by prioritizing their values, their beliefs, all of their desires, their work careers, their own personal goals and aspirations. Like I literally put them on a pedestal because I thought that they mattered more than me. And I could totally see how you lose yourself because I did lose, I did lose myself. I didn't know who I was when I came out of it. So then how the heck do you get rid of those people-pleasing tendencies if you are in a position where you have lost yourself or you're starting to feel that that sense that lost sense of direction? Because, you know, for, for my example, like I was in a relationship for over nine years. That's a long time to be with somebody, but you get so accustomed and so used to those values. And it wasn't t- till near the end of it where I realized that, hey, like my belief system also is just as important but how would you help somebody or what pieces of advice would you say to somebody that's also trying to get out of their people-pleasing tendencies after being living away for so long? This is actually something that I start with, with all of my one-on-one clients that I start working with because so many of us have these people-pleasing tendencies. So I always start our work together with learning about your emotions, the positive emotions you want to experience and starting to learn about what activities help you to create those positive emotions. So, you know, a couple episodes ago, we started off talking about biking. I was very quick, very short. And you had mentioned how you went on a bike ride and it made you feel so good. And I said, I love biking. Those are activities that you and I have uncovered that we absolutely love doing and they bring us joy. And for me, it helps me feel more connected to Mother Earth and it helps me to feel adventurous, right? So if you're wanting to stop the people-pleasing tendencies, it's not as easy as just saying no to people right from the get-go. You need to start to build an understanding of who you are and what you like to do and how you like to experience life. And the kind of emotions that you want to create on your 
on your own. Because ultimately, this people-pleasing tendency is because you want to experience joy and you believe that helping other people brings you joy because you get to then see them joyful. But you're actually limiting your the amount of joy that you get to experience because you're saying my joy is dependent on whether or not that person can then experience joy. Mm-hmm. So it needs to start off with knowing what emotions do you want to experience in your day-to-day life and what activities you can start doing that let you feel that emotion and then do those activities because that's where you start to gain a stronger sense of self of who you are, how you like to enjoy your life. And then you can kind of build your values off of that. And then you can start to see what beliefs you're carrying that aren't aligned with how you actually want to move forward. I literally love that so much because I feel like that's such an easy, quote unquote, easy way to start, right? Like it's it's as simple as just, well, what do you like to do? Because we think like, debunking all these beliefs or all of these things that we're doing quote unquote wrong, we have to do so much work, but it it always starts with one simple thing. And that simple thing is just finding in what we like to do in general and just doing that. Because as soon as we can start doing that more often, we start creating our own good emotions for ourselves, just as you're saying, right? And then as soon as we can get a little bit more accustomed with that, it's a lot easier for us to see, okay, well, this is where I'm constantly going above and beyond where It's not making me feel very good. I feel bitter about it. So where, just before we wrap things up, I, I, cause obviously this is exactly what you do in your line of work. I'd love for our listeners to know exactly the, either the best place or the first place, even for them to work with you, to figure out the, how they can know or debunk this that much more. So this whole people pleasing idea. This is something that I help my clients with directly in my one-on-one mentoring program. So if you're wanting more information, you know, on my website, I have uh, blogs that I write and I have a few blogs that talk about people pleasing and kind of give you a little bit more information on it. You know, the habits you should stop doing, the reasons why it's bad, you know, a little bit more information than what I've shared maybe in today's conversation. So you can check that out on my website in the blogs that I've written. But if you're wanting to go deeper, if you're understanding like, yes, I am a people pleaser, I'm really starting to see how it is. It has a negative effect on my life because I do feel like I've lost myself or I've been in that caregiving role for so long and I'm feeling exhausted or I can really see that I'm people pleasing because I'm trying to reach success in the way that my parents deem success, but I can see that it's not aligned with what I actually want to create. Then that's my one-on-one mentoring program. I work specifically with empaths, with sensitive souls and with people pleasers uh, to break the habits that have led them into a space where they feel like they've lost themselves and they feel like they're stuck in their life. And I work with them to kind of, as I said, break away from those habits, those behaviors, and those patterns, and to start creating a life where they feel peaceful, they feel empowered, and they feel like they can live as their true authentic selves. I love that. So first place to go is the blogs, but the best place to go is your one-on-one mentoring. I love that because it's It's so straight to the point. And that's exactly where people can learn how to debunk this for themselves because 
as we found out today, people pleasing is bad. So why not check in with Sid to see how we can get rid of it right now and how we can keep creating that life filled with peace and joy. So thank you so much, Sid. I think today's chat was absolutely phenomenal. But before we close off, because I do want to share a little bit of exciting news that's happening next week, I'd love for you to share, Sid, any last minute advice or your something else that we haven't touched base on today or something um, that you think is very important for somebody that is right now currently a people-pleasing person to the max. If you are in a position where you feel like you enjoy people-pleasing because it allows you to share compassion and kindness with the world around you, you most likely have a very giving heart. And one of the purposes that you carry in this lifetime is to take care of others, is to help others, is to offer compassion to the world around you. But the reason why people-pleasing is bad is because it's rooted in the desire to receive approval and validation from the world around you. And that is going to cause you more harm if you're taking action on helping someone because you want them to give you something in return. You're never going to feel fulfilled and you're going to constantly feel like you're lost and you're not receiving what you want. So there is a way to continue to be a kind and compassionate person, to help others, to take care of others from a healthy and an aligned way, because you need to reroute why it is you are taking action in that space of being compassionate towards others. And it doesn't come from needing approval. It comes from knowing deep down that this is your purpose and you are feeling called in that way. So if you are feeling called to help others or you're a caretaker and you help others, but you want to stop feeling exhausted and drained and like you're giving all of your energy away, then it's time to work with me and to reroute your belief system and your values and to learn that being a people pleaser really is coming from insecurities and self-doubt. You can still be kind and compassionate and you can believe in yourself and you can know you're worthy and you can validate yourself while still taking care of the people around you. I love this. People pleasers. You're not far too far gone. There's still a way. This There's is hope. such There's great hope. news. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, thank you so, so much, Sid. Don't forget, listeners, all of our information, especially Sydney's information is all in the link. So if you want to go right over to her website or get right into her Shifting Forward group, that's a perfect opportunity for you guys to start to gain a little bit more information on where you can find those blogs. Or of course, let's just go ahead and start that one-on-one -on -one call with Sid. So there's all of that information in the description below. And the exciting news for next week, oh me, oh my, it is the fifth Monday in a month. Okay, so if you guys have caught on, we do a little double double uh trouble because i had to say that <laughs> we like to do some check-ins and then we also like to share expertise so that's our double trouble but 
we have a fifth Monday. So what are we going to do? Well, we have an exciting bonus style episode. So it's going to be something totally new, something you have not seen yet. And we are so excited for you guys to hear exactly what we're going to be chatting at you guys with next week. So don't forget to tune in because every single Monday at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode drops. So we're going to love you and leave you until next Monday. And we will chat to you guys then. Bye, everyone.